1: Who they? Who they say in the Bengals? Who they? Who they? Who in the Bengals? No! Like the Bengals starts
0: now. And we're back, baby.
1: We're back, baby.
0: Here we were in the place where the Bengals let go. Miami just saw a Bengals low. Every day, like a pity party, everybody lose all day. No wins, all defeats, who day? And welcome back to Fuck You, We Like the Bengals. I'm your host, Alex Schubert. Um, Lloyd's still in the IR, uh, so sitting in for Lloyd is a listener and guest and host of Craft Brewed Sports.
2: Hey, Schubert, it's Mike Berlin Hey, man. Thanks it's for having me on the show, man. This is, uh, first of all, congrats on that fantastic rapping. That was well <laughs> That done.
1: was fun, dude.
0: I don't rap all that awesome. often.
2: <laughs>
1: you hide it well. Yeah. <laughs>
0: The one song uh, – so I ran karaoke for a while at Uncle Woody's in Clifton. You, like, I don't know how much you're a Cincinnati you, – you're more of a Xavier guy, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I didn't hang out down in Clifton too much.
0: So Uncle Woody's was the, the freshman bar down there, and I ran karaoke there for a while, and the one rap song I learned down there was um, Crazy Rap by Afro Man. That's the one song I like, practiced my rapping the most. I can good
2: choice. That's a good. That's a good one to rap to, though, because there's there's no words that are going to trip you up too much in that one. You can you can belt it all out, and man, uh, slow enough that you can you can keep up the pace. It's He's pretty, pretty not much like
0: any like, Will Smith song. Crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. It's like any Will Smith song. It's like, oh, I can do this. I can do the Fresh Prince of Bel Air theme song.
2: <laughs> there's a few rappers that like. It's like, all right, I can I can get in with this flow, and then there's some dudes that I'm just like, this is a listen-only rapper. Like, this is a guy that I will never be able to rap along.
0: To. Eminem is like, to me, is like definitely up there.
2: Yeah, oh, definitely. Uh, Eminem is is one of them. Uh, I, I I mean, here's the thing about rap. I'm kind of stuck in like my. End of high school days when it comes to rap. Like I stopped listening to rap after <laughs> after high school. When did so, you like, graduate? Oh uh, three.
0: Okay. I was 03. Okay, that so, like, was a fun was, era of rap.
2: It was a really good time. One hundred and six in Park was like really big. Yeah, and dude. Uh, before Bow wow, before Bow Wow was hosting one hundred and six in Park. Like I loved. That's when I got down, and uh, you know there was guys like Twista. And Twista was one of my like, favorites. But but that's a dude that it was just like I'm turning this on and I'm never singing along to the song. Ludacris. I never keep Lud,a yeah. That's a good call. Luda's Lud,a was like
0: call. middle school for me. Lud,a was like middle school. Like yeah, I think Moneymaker was a popular song when he was out when I was in middle school.
2: Bro, you're making me feel so old right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, it's fine. We're. It's weird. It's weird getting older, man. Because, like, like, I'm a part of the, the Craft Brood Sports, like, Facebook group and shit. I wanted to bring this up. Because that's, like, a cool community of dudes, man.
2: Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. We decided to just do a Facebook group for, like, people who listen to the show and uh, want to bullshit in between episodes. And uh, there's so many, like... Man, so many memes. Like, people just drop memes constantly in there. But there is, like, decent sports discussion that goes on, too. But you gotta dig through all the other bullshit to find it. Yeah. It's mainly just people talking shit to each other for, like, no reason whatsoever.
1: (laughs) Oh, well, yeah. Sports fans
0: notably talk shit. That's what they do.
2: (laughs) But it goes above and beyond in that group, man. It gets brutal in there.
0: I put, like, I posted a a Tyreek Hill joke that I thought should have gotten more love on Twitter, then I turned I turned off my phone for two hours, and then just a shit show erupted. I was like, I <laughs> turned away for two seconds.
2: Was that when uh, drunk Robert Taylor got in uh, his feelings about people making fun of Tyreek Hill? Exactly,
0: dude. I was like, what the... I mean, I was just making light of it. Like, I'll make light of the Bengals any day of the week. <laughs>
2: Yeah, there's people, that's one of my favorite things about, like, I hate social media. If it wasn't for Crap root Sports, I would not be on social media whatsoever. I hate everything about it. I think it's a complete cesspool. I it think is. It it's up an
0: addiction, people. and it sucks.
2: Yeah, but uh, moderating a Facebook group is some of the most entertaining shit I've ever done in my entire <laughs> life, because... <laughs> People get in their feelings so like they're they're the ones that are like, no, don't say this is you're like you could joke about anything. I could do what what are you talking about? I'm I'm gonna talk shit, this is what I do. And then they get in their feelings and they go and flame out and it is so goddamn funny to watch. I love watching people just lose their minds over ridiculous jokes on the internet, dude. It's it's insane. Yes.
0: And if you had to if you had to bet on how quickly people would lose their minds, is there like a website you would go to or or like any place where you could just like make a yeah, bet on I, that?
2: I'd probably go to bet online. That's
0: Dude, you do, like, do you. you do listen. You do listen to this shit, me, man. Holy shit. <laughs> I told you,
1: bro. I got you.
0: <laughs> you make me so happy. The weight. What is- life? <laughs> the what?
2: plug life man yes you live plug, plug it life.
0: oh man that made me so happy because the wait is finally over football is in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff you might not be at a game this year but you can still be in on the action at bet online Bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props Bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online Head to BetOnline today and use promo code Armchair to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. That was the the read, uh, dude. So you and you and I—this uh, isn't the first podcast we've done together.
2: Yeah, man, you actually uh, stepped up big time. My uh, my co-host on CraftRoot Sports, Scott Kaiser, uh, who I've been doing the show with for like five years. He had his uh, wedding anniversary and he wasn't able to to do the show, so I, I went to the bullpen and I called in Big Baby Shoes. Oh, thank and you. Shoes came in and I was like, I mean, and we had talked about it for like a long time. We had talked about like doing some some home and homes. Uh, yes, I think it was actually back at the Bengals game. Yeah, we ran when, into each uh, other,
0: Bengals and Jags. Dropped. I remember that.
2: Yeah, we were in the Miller Lite Party Deck. Uh, I, had I got to go got with.
0: Yeah, I got to go with my, uh, I work at a bar up at UD, and a bunch of the bartenders up there, they just had uh, party deck tickets. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm in. (laughs) Which, by the way, there is. a broken tv in that party deck
2: are you serious like
0: the like the screen is legitimately like someone threw something at it
2: well, i mean that makes sense i get that I that's
0: very that. mike brown no one reported that or someone did mike brown's like it's fine it still works <laughs>
2: Like how many other TVs are there? Six? Great. We don't need to fix that one. There's a
0: giant scoreboard. I can get away with a 40-inch plasma.
2: Mike Brown took like the old TV and put it on top of the broken TV, like you see in like the poor people's houses, like me growing up where like the big TV was broken, so you put the little TV on top of it. And it was like, that's your TV now. The TV <laughs> is a TV stand, and this is what you watch now.
0: Yes. So the episode, anyway, the episode that we did of Craft Brood Sports, we got to interview a very, very notable figure. Yeah. Who was it? Remind me.
2: Yeah. Uh, we got to interview Joey Chestnut, man. Dude, that
0: uh, was so amazing. goddamn cool, man.
2: I remember, like, you you were afraid that I was bumping you because, like, I sent you a message, and I was like, hey, by the way, um, I just landed Joey Chestnut to do, do the show, and you were like, oh, yeah, don't worry about it, totally. And I was like, no, no, no. I want you to be on there to help interview him, and you're like, I get to talk to Chestnut. Holy shit, man! I know. I freaked out. That was.
0: <laughs> oh my god, that ruled, man. And we got like the thing with Chestnut. He was super laid back. He was cool. He didn't. He was willing to answer everything.
2: Yeah, and I even tried to like get reactions out of him. Like I, I specifically asked him because uh, I, I had. Made a, a crazy take back in the summer that I said that his world record wasn't really a world record because he did it indoors and it was air conditioned and he wasn't against the entire slate of competitors. And it, it all stemmed back from like a previous joke. Let me back things up here. I'll back, back it up. up and tell you the whole story. Joey Chess back, 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 back one it time. up. Uh, yeah, so we reach out to Chestnut on Twitter, and we wanted to interview him when he was in Cincinnati for the Bratwurst Eating Championship at Oktoberfest. This was, like, a couple years back. And he hits us up on, and he was like, oh, I'd love to, but I'm not in town. And we were like, yeah, I know, because you're in Cincinnati where we are, and then he ghosted and never responded back. And I was like, "Oh no. that's a so like, Yeah, so I've always been kind of, like, digging at Chestnut a little bit, like, poking a little bit, trying to get him. Get you know, uh, get some responses. So then he finally agreed to do the show, and I had to come up with this crazy take, uh, and it, it was something I had done because he had blown us off. And I, I flat out asked him, "I'm like, do you think it's a real record?" And he laughed. I've never like <laughs> that dude was so uh, side. He was like shook by that question. He's like, "Is that
1: seriously what you're asking me?" I thought you were going to ask if I could eat more. You're asking if it's a legit record. Like
2: I, I think. I think that's when we made a fan out of Joey chestnut <laughs> dude he rules he's such a cool dude man he was uh you're right though he answered everything we asked him that dude was a great guest dude he was, he a was. fantastic guy.
0: like i asked i remember I asked him about kobayashi I thought I felt like he would like take it personally he was like man kobayashi that's like a hot that's like the hot rivalry in competitive eating it's kobayashi versus chestnut and he was like like kind of willing to answer it i feel bad because when he said that kobayashi had like blocked him on social media he like legitimately felt bad and like we lost our minds (laughs) and he's like no i i want to be friends with them i want like things to be good but we're just out there laughing our asses off
2: from his side, of course, that's the case. Like he didn't. There's no bad blood there. Like Joey Chestnut just beat him, and he even said like he likes, like he he likes to talk shit, and he likes to uh, get in people's minds a little bit after he wins. And he was like, maybe I took it a little too far with Kobayashi, but he also said he likes eating against dudes that are that competitive that they would get pissed off about that, which I thought was kind of interesting. That like you don't have. That kind of same tenacity, which I guess goes to show why the dude just dominates the sport because nobody else takes it as seriously. Chestnut, like, just took things to a different level. Like, that dude was like, he was saying he breaks down like mathematically. He's doing charts and graphs and he's weighing himself before he eats, and he weighs himself after he eats. Like, it was a whole different level to like it's almost like an obsession for him, you know? And I feel like Kobayashi was a dude that also took it that seriously and went that in-depth with it, and that's why those two pushed each other so well and fed off of each other. And now there's nobody else that does that, so Chestnut's like on his own. That's why he continues to dominate. Matt cause Stoney, maybe? Because there's just maybe? nobody else that can do that. But even Stoney doesn't feel like he's... Like, that dude fades. I made the mistake of betting Matt Stoney one time. I bet on Matt Stoney one time, and man, did that backfire, because I think Chestnut beat him like, by 25 that year. I was like, I will never bet on Matt Stoney again. Dude,
0: I've been getting into betting. It's so difficult, man. Like you think you have like a sure thing and you think you have a sure parlay and all of a sudden it just fucks you.
2: Bro, there's no, here's what I do when I bet because I don't want to lose money. I got kids. I can't, my wife will kill me if I bet too much. So what I do is I'll do like a $2 parlay, but I make it a ridiculous parlay, like 15 games. And then that way, if I lose, it's like, well, I lost two bucks. Who cares? But if I win, then I'm a, I'm banking. I'm one of those dudes that they're writing articles about on Bro Bible, where they're like, this guy turned two dollars into thirty seven thousand on this crazy fifteen team parlay. I'm like, fuck yeah! But it'll never happen.
0: Like there was one dude who like made a, a seventeen parlay. Uh, he put four thousand dollars on it and won. I think he won over like four hundred grand.
2: See that's what kills me. If you can put four thousand on a parlay, then you can lose four thousand dollars. That's that's what kills me, man. Like I'm, I'm looking to win like fifteen bucks.
0: <laughs> like the one dude, um, you remember the? I think we talked about this last week. The Seahawks Eagles game. Some dude put a five hundred thousand dollar bet on the Seahawks to cover the spread, and he lost it on a horseshit hail mary.
2: Dude, there have been so many bad beats this year. So That many. was the
0: worst one to me, because I put fifty dollars on the Seahawks to to cover the spread.
2: Oh you did? Yes. Oh man. Well there was I mean there was that uh, was that the same week that uh Chubb like just went out of bounds at the one yard line and No,
0: that was um, that was against the Texans and that was the week prior, I believe.
2: Dude, there have been some horrible beats horrible beats this year. Like, this year, that's why I don't want to bet a lot of money because it's like, I'm going to put a little bit in because it's going to get crazy. Like, there's no...
0: Things get fucking nuts.
2: (laughs) That's what kills me about the Bengals, bro. With Burrow in there, they were dynamite against the spread. That team, Joe Burrow did nothing but cover.
1: (laughs) He might not have
2: won games, but
0: he won the bets. Yeah, because the offense was like, for, <clears throat> granted, the line wasn't healthy, but Burrow was making do. And now Zerline just missed another field goal.
1: Oh, shit.
0: <laughs> Holy shit. Um, but Burrow was doing fine. I mean, granted, you had Jonah Williams, who has been like uh, probably the better part of the line, then Trey Hopkins, and then... This is one of my favorite lines from why your team sucks. It was Jonah Williams... Trey Hopkins, and three cardboard cutouts of fat people. That's (laughs) That's one of my favorite lines. I read that like three weeks ago. I'm like, that's perfect.
2: Dude, it's so true, though. Like, that line is such trash. We can talk about that when we get into this this game last week. But good lord, that line is, it makes me want to puke how disgusting they are.
0: Do you just want to get into it?
2: Yeah, let's just get into it, bro. Yeah, right
0: fuck it. it. We talked about chestnut. Chestnut rules. Go listen to the Craftbird Sports episode. Just listen to Craftbird Sports. It's a fun podcast. Join the Facebook group. We talk shit. Which, by the way, I posted this thing and you saw it. The um, because I saw the reaction you got. But uh, Ken Rosenthal tweeted about how Tom Brenneman's joining the Puerto Rican um, baseball league as a play-by-play guy and then some guy did the uh, the Castellanos meme in
1: Spanish. Dude, the best is, I don't understand a word of Spanish, but I saw Castellanos, and I saw 4-0, and I knew exactly what it was, and I was like, that's gold. It was perfect.
0: Gold. Billy DeBoer said that to me today. He's like, uh, he sent me a Ken Rosenthal tweet, and he said, look at the first reply, and that's what that was.
1: That was... Peak
2: Twitter. I hope that person picked up so many followers from that because God was that perfect.
0: Which for I think first of all, let's talk Reds a little bit because they've talked Bengals on the Nasty Voice. So let's talk Reds. That was my favorite meme from this summer. <laughs> that was by far my favorite meme because
1: you, you, right? you never see it coming.
0: You never see it coming, but when it does, it's just chef's kiss
1: perfection.
2: It is so good. People slide it in so well, like you don't. Uh, I, I'm like I, I'm amazed every time, and it it's one of the few memes that cracks me up every time I see it too. There's not many, like some of them. After a while, I'm like, all right, I get it, I've seen it. But that one, oh, every time it gets me
0: perfect because you never see it coming. I I don't know how much longer it'll last, but it was just every time it I see it come up. I see it infrequently enough that it makes me laugh every time.
2: That might be the key to it: is that it's not getting overused. Uh, yeah, people aren't you know trying to tweak it too much. They're just ah, oh, every time somebody does something stupid, I'm like, oh, here it comes somebody's gonna drop it, and then they do, and then I'm happy. It's so cool. you're happy
0: because it's perfect. <laughs> but yeah, let's uh, let's get into enough about deep drives by Castellanos. <laughs> uh let's talk about
1: What the fuck happened last week?
0: They lost again. This is this is just becoming routine talking about the Bengals losing.
2: Okay, but at this point though, like as a Bengals fan, don't you want that? Like wouldn't it be more frustrating for them to win and lose? A draft pit, like move down in the draft. That's a
0: damned if you do, damned if you don't situation.
2: Right, but like nobody's. I guess. I guess the only problem is it depends on where you stand with Zach Taylor, right? Because like, if you, I'm losing favor with him. I am too. I got to be honest. I I was trying to hold out hope, and oh, so was I. I saw flashes of what Burrow and what that offense could do, and I was like, okay, maybe. There's something here. But, like, to, to go through this season and not change shit on that line, it's like, it, it's got to fall on somebody, man. They just got
0: other teams' sloppy seconds. Yeah. Like, they got Quentin Spain from the Bills. He's been fine. Sorry.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: Uh, he's been it's fine. Right. Like, they uh, they got, um, I think, Su- did Suofilo come back this week?
2: I I don't know, to be honest, man. I don't look at the line other than to to be like, this line fucking sucks. I
0: I don't look at the line (laughs) other than to see if Jonah Williams is doing well, if Trey Hopkins is doing well, and just to call Bobby Hart a stupid (laughs) anti-vaxxer. Have you seen any of that shit that's come out about Bobby Hart? No, is
1: he an anti-vaxxer for Oh,
0: yeah. Right. Dude, some so of his great. views are fucking insane. I'll send you the links later, but it's it's not good.
2: Nah, that's great to hear. Just when that's I thought Bobby Hart could
0: suck more. Just when I thought Bobby <laughs> Hart couldn't suck more, he does. Oh
2: man. Yeah, dude though, this was okay, so let me ask you this. Yeah. You're the you do this show, you're the hardcore Bengals fan. How intently are you watching the Bengals right now as they're just sort of Punching the clock till the end of
0: the season. I am paying attention more to fantasy scores. Like, I watch the Bengals, but it's like my focus is like shifted mainly to my fantasy scores.
2: Yeah.
0: Like, I'm like, I'm like 50% Bengals game, 50% fantasy scores, because I'm in first place in both of my leagues right now. Wow. Humble brag right there. A little bit of a humble brag.
2: Copping am first place in both of my leagues. You know, whatever. It's just a thing that I do. I just, I just, I'm just in first place, so I keep an eye on it.
0: I mean, when you have Dalvin Cook and Devontae Adams on the same team, mm,
2: that'll do
0: it. And Young Ho.
2: <laughs> oh, shit.
0: Young Ho's <laughs> been. I have Young Ho on both my teams. I'm going to say Young Ho, even though I know it's Young Way. Young yeah, Ho is I just know. so you much mean, fun yeah, to say. Yeah,
2: it, absolutely. See, I'm at the point now, like, I was watching, when when Burrow was there and was healthy, I was making it a point to watch the games. Now I'm in, like, dad mode watching football, where somebody else has control of the TV, I have to, like, catch things here and there, like, switching the channel at commercials, and and then, like, catching up afterwards. I get some bullshit where it's like, the Bengals are losing out to Blippi. That's where I'm at in my house right now,
0: (laughs) Cause you're you've got kids right now, so you're probably watching cartoons and football yeah, got, at the same time.
2: I got a four year old and a two year old. So normally the two year olds napping uh, during the game. If it's like a one o'clock game, that's golden because that's like prime nap time. The four o'clock games kind of suck. The four four twenty five games because that's when he's waking up from his nap. So then I have both of them fighting, and I you know I have to go referee shit. But man. Yeah. That's what that's it kills me now. Like I I never wanted to be that guy. I loved being able to sit down and watch football, and now I'm pulled in so many different directions that it's like I'm kind of watching, but at least now I don't feel guilty about it. You know?
0: Are like you a uh, is your wife a football fan?
2: No, she hates. It. She's a baseball fan. She hates football.
0: Yeah, that's Billy's wife, Alicia, because Alicia hates football, but she like works for Bob Castellini.
2: Oh shit! I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, she's like a secretary for him. It's pretty. It's pretty dope. Alicia, Damn. Billy DeBoer's wife, friend of uh, friend of the pod. I had to reference that. It's always fun to say friend of the pod. He's just my friend. I've known him for fucking nine I know, years. I was gonna say like the
1: dude's just like a good friend. Like <laughs> he's
0: one of my best friends.
1: We've both known
2: Billy for years. He's my friend of
0: the pod, the best. Has he done Craft Brood? <laughs>
2: No, I haven't gotten a chance to get him
0: on yet, dude. He'd be a great guest. Dude knows everything.
2: Billy would be fantastic.
0: Yeah. So a little bit about this game because I mean, at this point, the Bengals games have just been like extremely uneventful. But like this game was eventful for like all the wrong reasons. (laughs) Like
1: it was was a shit show. It was it was
0: a mess. Like so, Brandon Allen. Final stats, 11 of 19 for 153 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Half of those yards came on the luckiest 72-yard touchdown I've ever seen.
2: Dude, that boy touchdown was beautiful.
0: It was. That was the biggest, I guess, touchdown I've ever seen, which, by the way, I'm scoring oh, his get- jersey right now.
2: Yeah, that was such a, it was such a yak touchdown. Like, that's what killed me, was it was like, 72-yard touchdown, but it was also like, an 11-yard out route. (laughs)
0: Yes, it was an out route, it was an out route to Boyd, and it's just like, no one ended up being near him, so he's just like, alright, I guess I'll take this to the house.
2: (laughs) But see, like, that was, that's the type of shit, though, that, like, I get excited about when I see, because I'm like, alright, this team isn't complete dog shit. Like, they're not terrible, and then... The rest of the game happens, and I'm like, oh, yeah, they are.
0: Yes. It's like <laughs> nothing happened after that. It was just...
2: Well, I, I mean, I think, and, and personally, I feel like the turning point was when Boyd got ejected.
0: Oh, because 100%. Like,
2: like, you think about that ejection. It First of all, it backs him up 15, which... Can I ask how was there not offsetting penalties on that one, and they just threw the flag on Boyd because both of them threw punches at that point? Yes, like, and because clearly they did, they both got thrown out of the game. Yes, but Boyd's the only one that's flagged. I don't understand how that happens. I don't understand how it's only fifteen. It should have been offsetting, and you kick the field goal from there. But that dude, so that backs him up fifteen, and then and, that becomes a six point and BP kicker missed. <laughs>
0: Uh, Drew McGarry called him beefy kicker once, and I've called him beefy kicker ever since.
2: It's so good. That's such a good line. He's Randy Bullock. Oh, fucking piece of
0: shit. What a fat turd. Dude's been good all year unless you've really needed a field goal. Yeah.
2: Yeah, unless it, unless it wins a game for Joe Burrow. He is the
0: Cincinnati not- Bengals of kickers. He's good unless it matters. <laughs> Like that kick like the kick against the Chargers for example. I'm like I literally I was in uh, the establishment in Hyde Park. It's a it's a cool place. But I was watching the game. I'm like I'm thinking to myself if Bullock misses this field goal, the chair I'm holding is going to hit someone in the face. Cuz I prepared myself and when he missed I, I literally felt nothing.
2: <laughs> oh man. Yeah, dude, when they backed him up, because that was a point of the game that I did get to watch live. uh, When they backed him up, I was like, there's no way Bullock misses. or There's no way Bullock makes this one. Like He's absolutely going to miss this kick. And then he did. And then I was like, damn, there's enough time. I thought they were going to go down and score a touchdown. I thought the Dolphins were going to score a touchdown. I felt lucky that we only gave up a field goal before half. Yeah. But then I'm sitting there I'm yeah. like, damn, that's a six-point swing. Instead of going into the half, up 10-3. Now you're only up 7-6. Miami gets the ball back. Like, th- that was it, man. I, as a fan, I feel like it's over. I can't even imagine what these dudes are feeling in the locker room. Like,
0: like, there's a point sometimes where you just know, and I've had this a couple times here, where you just know that a kicker's going to miss a field goal. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember... Um, a couple of years ago, when um, I think the Saints were playing the Browns. And this is when Zane Gonzalez was eating a dick. Like, he had, like, missed a couple field goals the entire game. And he was getting, like, a 40, 48 yard field goal to tie And I, I was watching it with Billy. And I turned to him, and I'm like, there's no way he makes this. And he fucking <laughs> flubbed it right and got released the next day. Sometimes he was like, there's no way he makes this.
2: And man, it's always like the one kick that the, that's the final straw. I always want to figure out like what it is that coaches are like, nope, that was the kick that we're cutting them for.
0: Yeah. Cause sometimes it'll be like, cause remember the Bengals drafted Jake Elliott and had Randy Bullock in the same year. And like, yeah. you guys are going to have a kicking competition. I think, um, well, I think Randy Bullock ended up winning it and then Elliott went to the Eagles. Right, right. And then, like, Bullock was, like, I guess okay. But then, like, two weeks into into his rookie year, Elliott made, like, a 62-yard field goal to win the game.
2: Damn. I got to be honest, man. I just miss Shane Graham.
0: Yeah, dude. I remember, I think I saw him at, like, Reds Fest one year or something.
2: I pretended to be him one year at New Year's Eve. (laughs) Dude, you have the look! Yeah, I was, at, uh, I was at Allen's Cafe down in Columbia, Tusculum and uh, some girl was hammered, and she came up to me, and I'm standing there with my my wife now, she, at the time she was my girlfriend, uh, but this girl came up to me, she was like, oh my god, I love you. I looked at my wife like, I don't know who this is, don't get mad, <laughs> I don't know what's happening, but this girl was like, uh, oh my god, can I get your autograph? And my buddy was there. And can I ask was, you a question? Yeah.
0: Did you sign Shane Graham or Mike Glennon?
1: <laughs> At, the t- <laughs> At the time, I still had hair, so I went Shane Graham.
0: <laughs> I've, I've been wanting to say that to you for the last, like, two, three weeks.
1: Yeah, I've recently become Mike Glennon. Uh, thanks oh,
2: the lawsuit. <laughs> skinniest head,
0: bald ginger dude.
2: That was a scary... When I saw that picture pop up in the Crapper Tour's Facebook group, I seriously thought somebody had photoshopped my face on a football player. I didn't realize how much like Mike Lennon I looked like. It's terrifying.
0: Yes. Uh,
2: but yeah, this drunk girl thought I was Shane Graham and she asked for my autograph. She asked for a picture and I was like, sure, let's do
0: it. <laughs> you just fooled a lady and thinking you're Shane Graham. Yeah, that fucking rules, I'm like man.
2: Five
1: eight, like, 5'8". I'm, like, I'm not Shane Graham. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah that's me. I'm Shane That's
0: Graham. like three inches taller than the average kicker. <laughs> but I think, so, let's talk about, so, enough about Shane Graham. Let's talk about probably the craziest moment of the game, which was the bench-clearing brawl.
2: <sighs> Finally saw some fight in the Bengals. That was nice.
0: And, uh, like, unless it was the offensive line, which you saw that picture, right, of, like, the Bengals <laughs> O-line sitting on the bench... And then everyone else is like, yes, we're gonna fight. Like the Dolphins like were like near the Bengals sideline. Finally, it was like a middle of the field thing. It was like the Bengal, the Dolphins were like, fuck you all, and came yeah. over the Bengals sideline.
2: Flores is going after dudes. Like Brian Flores is is having to be restrained, and the offensive line is still just sitting on the bench, like, meh, whatever. Yeah. We're just
0: I mean, we, we need a break from not protecting our quarterback.
2: You realize how tiring it is to look like you're doing something without actually doing something? It's difficult, so we need to rest a little bit, bro.
0: So that uh, that play was uh, caused by, or the fight was caused by Mike Thomas, who um, leveled a guy while he was going to catch a punt. That, I mean, this is my take. My takes are usually dog shit, I'm not sure. The tackle wasn't necessary,
2: Like when he was going to feel the punt and shit? Yeah, I feel like there was a lot that went into that. Like, okay, so you had uh, earlier in the game, Allen went for a slide. uh, That's
0: right, yeah.
2: So that already people are like, you know, ears are up, people are kind of pissed, right? Unless you're the offensive line. And
0: plus the Boyd ejection, which was caused by a late hit.
2: There was the boy dejection. Then you had uh, uh, an earlier play where the punt returner for Miami got lit up. I don't think it was Thomas that lit him up, but somebody lit him up, and it wasn't interference. But they called an unsportsmanlike conduct or, or you know personal foul. I'm like, all I guess it was leading with the I don't know whatever the bullshit reason was they gave for it. But there was an earlier time when the pun returner got lit up so you've got chippiness throughout the whole game yeah so yeah mike thomas shouldn't come in like he did but i get it yeah i understand why you're you're coming in hot like that and then you know you deal with the consequences
0: yep and and it was uh Devontae parker got ejected did thomas get ejected
2: uh, I don't know if Thomas got ejected. I, I do remember laughing hysterically at the referee trying to sort it all out. And <laughs> <everything>. <laughs> that was, it was the most confused a referee has been in a long time um, where he was like, uh, there's uh, personal fouls and also uh, disqualified and number 36 disqualified. Like he was just rattling numbers. He had no idea who he was kicking out of the game.
0: Yeah, I th- so I had the list. It was uh, Tyler Boyd earlier in the game. Xavier Howard, Devontae Parker, um, I think sh- uh, looks like Sean Williams uh, had a violent shove to the head. Receiver Mac Hollins came to the defense The defensive Parker throwing some hands as well. Sean Williams, Devonte Parker, and Mac Hollins were all ejected from the game, as well as Tyler Boyd and Xavier Howard. That was just a dude. That was a mess of a game overall. Like, cause you, I, ex, I, I said this to to Billy. We were texting her in the game. I ex, kind of expect a mess of a game from Zach Taylor and Brandon Allen, but not Brian Flores and Tua Tagovailoa.
2: Yeah, that was. Uh, it was actually kind of surprising that they got like into their heads a little bit, right? Like the yeah. Dolphins didn't look great.
0: No, they didn't. Not at all.
2: Um although I mean Tua did end up throwing for like close to 300 yards. So I guess he, <laughs> he Yeah. Ended up and Miles
0: Gaskin had like near 100 rush yards.
2: Yeah, they it was like it was one of those weird games where they just did everything between the 20s, you know? And like yeah. couldn't get it done, but I just uh, it, it it was a weird game where it gave me hope where I was like actually Allen didn't seem terrible. You know what I mean? Like, the dude is serviceable.
0: He's a game manager.
2: Sure, and that's fine. I mean, look at what a game manager does. Sometimes it takes San Francisco to the Super Bowl last year.
0: Yeah, do you see the stat about Jimmy G and Joe Burrow? I'll I'll say this stat. Joe Burrow threw more more passes in Week 2 than Jimmy Garoppolo did during the entire 49ers playoff run last year.
1: Amazing, it was
0: insane because you don't fantastic. need to. Because in the championship game, Raheem Mostert was just a fucking greyhound bust the entire game,
2: yeah. It also uh, speaks to uh, our coaching staff that they're like, Well, Burrow's all we got, so we're just gonna have him throw the ball 60 times a game.
0: Well, what it was was the Bengals are playing from down the entire game.
2: That's true, that's a very good point,
0: yeah. Because it's a lot of it has to do with game flow because if you're like You're not going to give the ball to Joe Mixon, who was the running back at the time. You're going to have Burrow throw it to Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, A.J. Green, maybe Drew Sample if he's healthy. Which, by the way, can we talk about A.J. Green for a little bit?
2: Let's face it, he's not going to throw it to A.J. Green because nobody's throwing it to A.J. Green. This was,
0: I believe, his three out of the last four games have been zero catch games.
2: Dude, what the hell? I feel like A.J. Green, ever since that one play where Burrow overthrew him and threw a pick and then Green, like, didn't go for the... That's the right!
0: He yeah, I who did he, like, Was that against Baltimore?
2: It might have been Baltimore. Yes, I think you're right. Yes. Uh, but ever since that game, Green has been just non-existent.
0: A shell of himself.
2: Which and is it disappointing. it sucks to
0: see, dude.
2: Like, I really wanted A.J. Green to be the guy that you know, was Burrow's go-to. And I get, you know, you got the, the rookie connection with T. Higgins. but And I you got Tyler
0: Boyd, who really stepped up. And he's really, Tyler Boyd's kind of established himself as a number one.
2: Yeah, yeah absolutely. But, like, A.J. Green is a, a different level talent. Yes. You know what I mean? That dude's insane. So even to give, and I know I'm talking hypotheticals, like Joe Burroughs still playing, uh, but, like, to give a guy, a rookie quarterback, Those type of weapons is insane. But then A.J. Green just shits the bed and disappears, and it's like, all right, well, I guess he's gone? Like, what do we do? Because you had a
0: couple couple games where A.J. Green was, like, getting eight receptions, nine receptions. Like, oh, shit, the old A.J. Green is back. Then all of a sudden, complete drop-off.
2: Yeah, just gone, which makes me really pissed that they didn't trade him at the end of last year when they could have.
0: I'm a big loyalty guy with, like, I wanted A.J. Green to retire a bangle. I wanted Gino to retire a bangle. I wanted Dunlap to retire a bangle. Dunlap, clearly not going to happen. But I I get it now. I totally get it now, especially after seeing Green shit the bed, uh, Dunlap shit the bed, then he goes to Seattle and fucking crushes.
2: Yeah, dude, it's all, it's a business, man. Like, as fans, we need to realize that. And it's not just like, angles it's it's every sports fan they need to realize like at the end of the day don't get attached to these guys
0: it like, sucks
1: dude
2: it's so hard not to like you're you're wearing the jersey right now the jersey t-shirt like that's like at the end of the day it's dollars man it comes down to dollars and and they're they're gonna move people when they have to and avoid yeah. their name that they can get you know some some extra picks in the draft maybe they do I don't think they do it. I don't think they no. do it.
0: Boyd's uh, such a centerpiece of the team.
2: I don't know, though, with Higgins showing out like he's been doing and being like...
0: Well, you the, need the more than one guy. You can't have T. Higgins be your entire receiver core.
2: Sure you can. Fuck it. It's <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, it's after... after... Done, bro. Fuck it. He doesn't have time to go through progressions anyways. <laughs> Just throw it to your number one and hope for the best.
0: But after Boyden Higgins, it's like, John Ross has been, like, what, on the sidelines in fucking street clothes the yeah. entire year?
2: Yeah. That's another guy that I was expecting a lot out of this year.
0: So I, uh, have, I've talked about why your team sucks a lot on the podcast, the Drew McGarry column. Have you ever read that, by the way?
1: Yeah. That's a good
0: column. Oh, it's so good! I made the column in four articles this year. In four out of the thirty-two teams oh, this year. Shit. Man. One of them was the Bengals, and the uh, the joke that made it was um, I still to this day am holding out hope that John Ross can be an explosive wide receiver. Fuck me <laughs> with a cheese cone. <laughs> Dude, I, was, I literally, I still thought that John Ross could be the guy. Or be a guy. Berlon's still losing his shit.
1: Sorry, I can That's a horrible mental image right there.
0: <laughs> my alternative was fuck me with the streetcar that no one ever rides.
1: Yeah, no, good choice on the cheese coney. But damn, is that a mental picture that I'm not going to be able to get out of my head the next time I eat Skyline.
0: This has been in someone. <laughs> this this year, I've been I've been saying this recently, and I've said this to the kids I sub teach for. I said this today. This is one of the most hapless Bengals teams I've ever seen, and that's saying a lot.
2: Yeah, it really is. But like I said before, like at this point, I want them to be hapless. Like I I don't want them to win. Like yeah, at, at this point of the season, you have to hope the Bengals lose out, and you have to hope that the Jaguars are able to pull off a win. The Jaguars. Did I say that weird? Sorry, Jaguars. Jaguars. I Jaguar. felt like I said it weird, but I've also been drinking a lot of Weller's here tonight.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, so yeah, let's like do a little drink. craft brew thing. Let's do a little craft brew thing. Mike Burlam, what are you drinking tonight?
2: Uh, I am drinking Weller Green uh, Special Reserve Weeded Bourbon. Love it. Uh, just in this bottle tonight and it is serving me very well because like i drink craft beer on my podcast every week so it it was nice to switch it up and do something different on this show
0: yeah lloyd always drinks um sailor jerry and coke (laughs) literally every single week he calls it his best friend (laughs) i'm drinking
2: i'm
0: I'm drinking a sonder record hop ipa
2: which is, uh, that's actually what you drank on our show, right?
0: Nailed it. Yep, I had an extra one. I didn't know they were 10 bucks a piece. <laughs> oh my god, beer, it's 4 bucks. Oh shit, it's 10
2: Bro, like, those local brews can get pricey quick. Like, Listerman's, oh, yeah. Listerman's is probably my favorite local brewery. Oh, I do. Uh,
0: I love Listerman so much. They have such
2: good beers. Uh, and my wife, that's actually my wife's favorite too. She likes their Chacao. Okay. So I went to get her some now that they, you know, it's bottled and they distributed. It's $15 for a four pack. Okay. No, not okay. That's a lot of fucking money, bro. I, <laughs> $15 for a four I pack. I mean, I
0: paid 10 bucks for this shit, so. Oh my yeah, God, dude, 15 bucks is more reasonable for four.
2: Can you get six out of those? What's up? You got a pack, right?
0: I think I just got these in Kroger individually.
2: Oh, so you okay, so you went with make your own six pack. That's totally different.
0: No, I just like, I didn't make my own six pack. I just got two of these.
2: You paid 5 bucks each. Oh, okay. So well, they get, they charge you make your own six uh six pack prices. That's where that's where you went wrong. Right, right. right. Like Lizzerman's is it's it's $15 for a four pack of this beer. It's good beer. It's 10%. It'll get you there. Yeah. Um, Good lord, This has been getting
0: me there a little bit tonight, actually. (laughs) 6.8?
2: We just got, uh, I'm excited, tomorrow I think I'm going to do a beer bong on the show.
0: uh, (laughs) (laughs) That rules.
2: We just got a new sponsor that's like a koozie that converts into a beer bong, so I think I'm going to do it on the show. Oh,
0: that sounds amazing, dude.
2: Yeah, it's pretty legit, man.
0: (laughs) Oh, dude. I just thought you were holding up a dildo for a second, because it kind of like wobbled in the air. (laughs)
1: like a koozie and then you connect the uh you connect the hose to it and it becomes a beer ball that's
0: awesome dude (laughs) all right so a couple last thoughts about the Bengals. what have your what have what have your thoughts been on the Bengals overall this season besides penne suel besides or pre-ordering your penne suel jersey
2: Dude, here. Okay, so I think the team, like I said, I feel like there's flashes. Like you can see flashes of a nugget of a core of decency out of this team. Like it feels like they're they obviously need offensive line. Yes, they obviously need. Uh, and and I honestly like people are shitting on the defense, but I feel like the defense is just on the field so much. That you don't actually know. That they how lose
0: energy. Because they're, they're doing four, right. two, five sets constantly, because like they drafted two linebackers. They got Wilson, they got Davis Gaither, which I called that before the draft. But then they're constantly doing these four, two, five sets. You've got they're they're doing four two five sets with a bunch of hurt defensive backs.
2: Well, and and besides that, they're on the field. What feels like forever. I haven't yeah. looked up the time of possession. I don't know what the time of possession numbers are, and I could be way off. But it feels like the defense is on the game. Is on the field the whole game. Well, we that's going to get even worse system. if you have
0: Ryan Finley on the field.
2: Oh, Jesus Christ, Ryan Finley! Oh, oh.
0: My God! Someone oh. said this on Wire Team Sucks. I say this every time someone brings him up. Ryan Finley is the most perennial second stringer name I've ever heard. <laughs> His name is way too close to Ryan Lindley's name for my comfort.
2: Dude, I remember the Bengals game we were at uh, last year. People were calling for Finley, and you were so mad. You were yeah. like, furious.
0: "Dude, I knew, I knew he was gonna suck." Because of course you're like, of course you're gonna succeed when you're in the preseason. I could do kind of well in the preseason. I could get three passes, maybe.
1: You
2: were yelling at people who were like, dog, they were shitting on Andy Dalton and you were so mad. You're like, yeah, let's put it Finley. That's a great idea. I have never, like, you were were always so happy and like just so smiley, but you were so mad at those people.
0: I mean, granted, we're about to roast Andy Dalton and it's going to be, we're going to have an extended conversation about that guy. Dalton. We'll get to him in a little bit. (laughs) I am stoked to talk about Andy Dalton.
2: I have a good Andy Dalton story for that.
0: I have a couple Andy Dalton stories. <laughs> you want to get into it pretty soon?
2: I mean, yeah, if you're feeling good about it. Should we put a bow on this game? Like, how do, you, how do you want to wrap up this this discussion about the Dolphins game?
0: About the Dolphins game? Just get ready to see more of that the rest of this season whether it's Allen or Finley, no one's going to throw for more than 250 yards in a game the rest of the season. Whether it's Brandon Allen, whether it's Ryan Finley, you're not going to see over you're not going to see over 250 yards in a game from a quarterback from a from a Bengals quarterback.
2: Yeah, and I I think fans should start to we got to start turning into Jets fans, right? We got to start hoping for the losses. Yeah. Like, Okay, so let me let's let's do this real quick before we I'm going to add
0: one thing to that real quickly if you don't mind.
2: Yeah, please. It's it's your is, show, man.
0: It is it is next to show. impossible to tell a football team, "Hey, I want you to lose this week." It's not feasible to say that. So you can't like like Zach Taylor's like, "Hey, what was that? Was that a completion? Don't do that again." Hey, no, 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 no. Don't use proper footwork, you asshole. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> you can't expect you're to right. say that.
2: No, you're 100% right. However, what you can do is you can call back-to-back zero blitzes uh, when the team needs a Hail Mary to win the game. So and then yeah, Henry
0: Ruggs can't. just... Yeah, you can't have Henry Ruggs, a known right. speed guy... In a one-on-one situation, he's going yeah. to burn you
2: against the rookie. Yeah, you can do that. You can manipulate it so that you lose the game. The coaching staff, one hundred percent. You're right. They can't come out and be like, "Drop the ball, don't score." They're they're not. They can't do that. But they one hundred percent can make awful calls. And it
0: got and Greg Williams, but not Adam GaSe fired.
2: I'm I'm conspiracy hat, uh, conspiracy theory tinfoil hat. That Greg Williams got paid off to to take the the to fall on the sword for that one. I there, there's no way. There's no way, dude.
0: Greg Williams has been a team. defensive coordinator for centuries. He should know to... better than anybody to do that.
2: Did it twice, twice,
0: he's two back
2: to back. Are you freaking kidding me? Nobody does that, and it didn't work the first time. You just lucked out because Derek Carr is a piece of shit quarterback. So you who had, it a, wasn't a you had
0: a good receiver a down the field in Henry Ruggs who gets two catches for 152 yards a game.
2: But, like, okay, so my, my point being, like, we need to be Jets fans. We need to root for losses at this point. And you also need my boy Mike Lennon to start getting some Ws for the Jags because I feel like, okay, so this is where I was going to go with this.
0: Okay, go for it. The
2: Bengals, are, the Bengals are in place for the number three pick overall. Yep. which would Jags,
0: Bengals. The Jags, like, they pulled out some close ones.
2: Yes. Yeah, and, and the Jags almost helped us out, but they blew it. Uh, but, like, okay, the number three pick would get you the best offensive lineman in the draft class.
0: Assuming Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields go
2: 1-2. Which is what's going to happen. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Like, flip the Jags and the Jets. Either way, both of those teams are... Champions. I don't picture the Jets winning. I don't either, and both of them are taking a quarterback. There's no doubt that they don't. So we're going to get the best offensive lineman at the number three pick. Yeah. But is that the way you want to go, or do you want to go up to the number two pick and then trade that pick away and get some additional capital later on in the first round, maybe some second-round picks, and beef up even more? Like That's where I feel like the Bengals are at this crossroads where it's like, okay, we lose and we – Potentially, could get the number two pick and fill some more needs, yeah. or your, I guess you know, number three pick, and we get an offensive lineman.
0: Yep, I mean it's, I mean either way, in all likelihood, Penae Sewell is going to be a Bengal come twenty twenty one.
2: Maybe, maybe, because that's what I'm saying. What if you, what if you go to number two? What if the Jags win a couple? What if not going Mike Lennon? brings in a couple of dubs for the Jags, and you you drop down to number two.
0: I you say you still get Penny. A,
2: or do you trade that pick to somebody who needs a QB that's willing to spend a lot of draft capital to get Justin Fields?
0: That's a really good question. See? And I don't, see, I don't see either the Jags trade. No, the Jags wouldn't trade up to number two because they know the Bengals already have Joe Burrow. So they know right. the Bengals aren't taking Justin
2: Fields. No, but there's who else in the who else in the league needs a quarterback that could potentially trade up to get that number two pick? You shit. know what I mean? Like the football team, the football team might try to, try to get a
0: yeah, they need some shit because 2019, the Bengals Bengals fans were like, they would have sucked Mike Brown's veiny penis to get Dwayne Haskins on the Bengals. I know how Bengals fans work. They want every they want they want every single Ohio State player known to man to graduate to the
2: Bengals. Ugh, yeah, they sure do.
0: And I knew like and I knew that Haskins was like not a good pick for the Bengals cuz they already had a shitty line as was. So you can't have a pocket passer behind a shitty offensive line. He's going to get killed.
2: Right, exactly. Like, they're, yeah, they're, Haskins would have been a disaster.
0: For oh, like, and he's a disaster for the football team.
2: Yeah, that would have been, if, if they would have taken Haskins, that would have been basically the Bengals becoming the Browns. Yeah, they just, they're just adding the names to the quarterback jersey.
0: <laughs> yep. The Bengals really haven't done that as of late, because they just, they got Carson Palmer, they got Andy Dalton, they didn't really need to draft, like, your fucking Deshaun Kaiser's, your Johnny Manziel's, your.
1: Whoa,
2: whoa, 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 whoa! Let's not besmirch the besmirch the name of Deshaun Kaiser, okay? Let's let's back up, my friend.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you caught me before I said Brady Quinn. There, you Notre Dame fan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I will go to bat for every Notre Dame player in the league. That's why when we roast the Cowboys, I refuse to roast Jalen Smith and I refuse to
2: roast Zach Martin.
1: All
0: right, I don't, I don't think I have Zach Martin's out for the year, isn't
2: he? Yeah, he's hurt. Uh, which yeah. sucks.
0: I mean, we're getting Chase Claypool next week.
2: Oh man, it is so hard to see him do good. Like it's, I, <laughs> I love seeing him do good, but I'm also like, God damn him and Tua. like when Stephon Tua because he's hurt too, but like Tua on the Steelers is another one that I'm like, God, I love seeing that dude ball out, but not for that team.
0: Yes. <laughs> like how stoked were you when the Bengals got Tyler Eifert?
2: That's what made me become a Bengals fan. Really? So, yes, that was the turning point. I was a, So I grew up a, a Browns fan because okay. I grew up in North Ohio. When the Browns left and moved to Baltimore, I stopped following the NFL altogether. I just didn't care anymore. I didn't have a team. I just watched football and it was whatever. So I moved down here to go to Xavier and i you know, it was I would watch the Bengals, but I didn't care, and you know what? I, I had no allegiance to anybody. And then they drafted Eifert, and actually the Bengals were on my shit list for a long time because Carson Palmer went to USC.
0: Uh, That's T.J. right.
2: Hushman Zada torched Notre Dame in a, a bowl game when he was in college. State. So
0: and I, Chad Johnson went uh, to Oregon State.
2: Yep. So I was very anti-Bengals for a long time, and then they dropped. And Malalugan to Malalugan
0: went to USC.
2: Yes. Yes, Ray Malaluga and his Pontiac Sunfire that he got a DUI in. They were in, They were oh. at USC.
0: I saw a nasty <laughs> hit that Michael Gallup took. Which, by the way, 34-17 Ravens right now with like 30 seconds left in the fourth quarter.
2: Damn. All right. Uh, well, you want to roast Cowboys?
0: Yes, uh, but do you th- how often do you think the Cowboys shave their balls?
2: Uh, the Cowboys, not often enough.
0: I, don't th- I really don't think they I do either.
2: I shave frequently.
0: Yes. Because I will say, and do you, do you use Manscaped or do you just use your old, your old trusty razor?
2: A Lawnmower 3.0, bro. That's what I use. Manscaped Lawnmower
0: 3.0. Dude, I love it. Dude, I love it too. I got to get one. Because support for Fuck You Like the Bengals comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. The holidays are here. Have you made your wish list yet? Our sponsor today has the number one wished-for gift of the year, which, first of all, kids are wishing for Manscaped?
1: (laughs) I want a PS5 and something to trim up my balls.
0: (laughs) Yes, Manscaped. The the best in men's below-and-above-the-belt grooming. Manscaped is here to ensure you're taking care of your manhood and your nose hairs with their new performance package. Ho ho ho, fellas. Naughty or nice. Tis the season to perform. A lot of these are really dumb. Oh man, I wish y'all could see Burlon's face right now.
1: Ed Reed ever.
0: Oh, they get so much fun. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask your thoughts on some of these. Uh your uh what are your feelings on long nose or ear hair? What do you think?
2: Gross, gross, man. That's some gross
0: shit. Uh, shaving your balls and keeping groomed. What you you do the manscape 3.0, the lawnmower 3.0? You
2: gotta trim up. You gotta trim up the nether region,
0: dude. Absolutely. You don't want your girl going down on a forest. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm getting older, man. Like I'm pushing forty. I got it's turning gray. You got to get rid of the gray. How
0: old are you right now? Thirty six. I mean, you're getting there. I mean I'm pushing 30 and that's crazy to think about.
2: Pushing 30. Listen to this kid. Listen, when your pubes start turning gray, you then come talk to me.
0: Dude, it's weird. It's weird cuz I like I'm a child at heart. It's weird to think that I'm almost a year and a half from 30. I am a yep. child. So do you have, like, do you have, like, a weird manscaping experience at all? Like, did you nick something?
2: No. Well, uh, I mean, back in the day, I did. But I did. I, I honestly, and they, they are not a, a sponsor for Craft Fruit Sports. So I, this, was, this is literally just pure testimonial, no sponsorship from my Testimony away? I, I did. I did purchase uh, the, the Manscaped 3.0, the Lawn Mower 3.0. Uh, it is, I have never cut myself with that. Uh, I, I've, I've also used the, uh, the crop preserver, which is the, like their little wipes. Uh, and nether region is very fresh. Uh, I use that after the gym. It's fantastic. It's the way to go. Uh, I love both of those products and I would recommend them highly to anybody. Also, I, I don't know how people feel. I'd be cool if that popped up in my stocking. If Santa popped up with that, I'd be like, all right, thanks, man.
0: Dude. Cause you are in luck. Dude, Burlon, you're in luck because the Manscaped Performance Package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle and makes for the perfect gift. Imagine opening an attractive box that says your balls will thank you with the most sought-after gadgets and scents a person could find. Included in this new package is the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, which is waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. That is a lot of words look guys seventy nine percent of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. Why not use the best tools for the job here? the bundle this bundle includes the lawnmower three trimmer, the aforementioned lawnmower 3.0 trimmer the bre the best the breast trimmer. Wow um I got <laughs> a hairy chest too
2: It's a ball trimmer. Yes, actually it does work on your chest. I've done that i've I've shaved my chest with that so
0: yes. Uh, the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body. The dads can't stop talking about this. <sighs> oh, this is a weird line. The dads can't stop talking about this. The teens secretly buy this. And the women will love you for it. <laughs> I love these ad reads, man. These might be funnier than my burns.
1: That's
0: amazing. Um, Tis the season to manscape, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, and friends the best gift of all, the Manscaped Performance Package. Let's not forget the famous liquid formulations, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to maximize your ball hygiene routine. Get the Performance Package now to receive their two free gifts, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. The performance package is the best value that Manscaped has to offer and is hot off the shelves. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Oh, boy. Thank you, Manscaped, for making our holes looking sexy. For making our holes look sexy. Oh, Berlon is losing his mind right now. (laughs)
1: Did they seriously make you say thank you for making our holes look sexy? I
0: mean, it's right here. Hold on.
1: That's a legit thing they made you say.
2: They actually made you say
0: that. Yeah, look at that last line right there.
2: (sighs) Thank you for making our holes look sexy. That's amazing. We had um,
0: Lloyd's daughter, Lily, who was a minor at the time last year, read the ads. And the entire room was just red face laughing.
1: Yeah, that's awkward, man. That's oh no, awkward.
0: No, I was losing my mind. It's the It was the one of the funniest things I've ever seen. So real quickly, get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code armchair. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds and make Santa proud. Oh, that was so much fun.
1: (laughs) Oh, shit. All I know is i got to step up my ad read game on Crabbird Sports because my ad reads are not that fun. That's amazing.
0: I mean, uh, we don't make these fun. Like, Manscaped just makes them fun for us, and it's the shit, dude. They say go
1: whack your
0: weeds. (laughs) Go whack your weeds. And if you had to bet on how many times you'd laugh during a Manscaped ad routine, is there like a website you would go to? I'd go to
1: Bet Online, bruh.
0: Always. Football is in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Like at the final for the Ravens Cowboys game, which was thirty-four to seventeen. Head to Bet Online today. Head on. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code Armchair to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Birlon,
2: two-dollar parlors. $2 par- that's the way to go.
0: Do it. Which Burlon, Are you ready? to take down America's team.
2: Oh, I'm so ready for this. Yes. Oh, I'm so ready, Shoops.
0: Yes, which by the way, I will say I just won um 132-127 in fantasy, so I'm officially the number 1 seed. Let's fucking do it. <laughs> that literally just happened as uh as the as the final ended. But I'm excited. Let's get right to it. <gasps> We will start with the mascot, Rowdy. You got the picture of Rowdy?
2: I got the picture of Rowdy.
0: What a fucking douche. Rowdy looks like the mascot for a 99-cent bottle of ketchup.
1: <laughs> Rowdy looks like cosplay big boy. <laughs>
0: um, so fun fact, Rowdy has taken – this is one of my dark jokes of the week – Rowdy has taken part in the Special Olympics. He's participated, which is an annual event that showcases the athletic the athletic ability of Dallas Cowboys fans.
1: <laughs> oh shit! Oh, that's a
2: good one, man. That's oh boy! So fucking dark, but that's good. Uh, I have a feeling like I'm just drunk enough for these burns. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> That's solid. Also, uh, Rowdy has 13,000 followers on Twitter, and I've never been more ashamed in my life. Because I have 715. I'm <laughs> losing by
1: 12,230 followers to a goddamn
2: mascot. <laughs>
0: Speaking of mascots, uh, a guy I frequently, uh, sometimes will refer to as will refer to him as a TFG, which stands for this fucking guy, <laughs> Dallas Cowboys owner and shit show, Jerry Jones. I went in on Jerry Jones. Oh, dude, I have a couple. Um, <clears throat> uh, you, dude, you go first. You got a couple.
2: Jerry Jones looks like the crip keeper fucked everyone who has ever worn a MAGA hat. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, so I don't know if you know this, but it's been said that Jerry Jones only drinks Johnny Walker Blue, but he drinks it out of plastic Dallas Cowboys cups. Oh my which god! I feel like I feel like that's the best example I've ever seen to advocate for socialism. Because clearly, this guy can't handle money.
0: This guy, okay, so Jerry Jones has, there's two things Jerry, two things Jerry Jones loves. Having fuck you money, and showing off the fact that he has fuck you money.
2: (laughs) Uh, He was very outspoken. Uh, especially during the Colin Kaepernick kneeling, saying the Cowboys players would stand for the National Anthem. Super ironic, considering he was on his knees licking boots while doing it.
0: (laughs) And, dude, he's gotten into some trouble, too, which shouldn't be surprising. Uh, Because Jerry Jones allegedly sexually assaulted a stripper back in 2009, and there are pictures of Jones and the strippers in compromising positions as seen on the slideshow. Uh, the stripper, Jana Weckerly, claims the pics, which she says she snapped on her cell phone, were taken the night of the assault and that Jones demanded she hand over the phone's memory card so Jerry could have his son help him delete the pictures. Hey, Sean, I, I I need help. I I don't know. Is I thought I this is I thought this was a cellular device.
2: <laughs> uh, did you ever watch uh, Ballers on HBO? No,
0: I, no, I didn't.
2: Uh, so on Ballers, which is the Rock's show. Uh, on that show, there was a Jerry Jones type character that was played by Christopher McDonald, who okay. you may know, Shooter McGavin from uh, Happy Gilmore. Yep. So when asked about portraying a character based on Jerry Jones in a TV show, McDonald was quoted as saying, quote, I've got good practice playing a pompous, arrogant piece of shit that everyone hates, so it was pretty easy for me.
0: (laughs) So did you see um, Jerry, Jerry, I almost said Jerry Judy, Uh, Jerry Jerry Jones played, uh, he paid $250 million for a super yacht which, like I said, he loves showing off that he has fuck you money. <laughs> which, um, which, he, which he later spent time on drafting for the 2020 Cowboys by himself. Did you see that?
2: I did see that, yeah. That
0: picture's included in the slideshow. The yacht was so expensive that it required him to drain money from his hush money fund.
2: So, if you don't mind, I've got a couple from my dad. Yeah. My dad hates Jerry Jones. Dude, hates I love him, like, that. On Crawford Sports, my dad used to call in when we were able to do calls on the show. He would call in and just talk shit about Jerry Jones. Um, so, my dad, I, I sent my dad a text. I was like, hey, I'm guesting on my friend's podcast tonight. We're roasting the Cowboys. Any Jerry Jones roast you want me to throw in for you? Do it. And this is an exact quote from my dad. Fuck that arrogant dickhead!
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need.
2: He, he's so mad. He's mad because Jerry Jones fired Tom Landry when Jerry Jones. That's right. It was like
0: game. one day into his tenure as owner.
2: Yeah, yeah. Instead of letting Tom Landry retire, he fired him and then brought in uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. Uh, so uh, who ended up
0: being a good coach in his own right?
2: Yeah, he you know he did fine, but Landry's a like a Hall of Fame. Like you can't you can't just fire that. You got to let that guy go out on his own. Uh, so yeah. So my dad also said, um, "quote Fuck Jerry Jones." That was it. That was all he, <laughs> he just. wanted
0: to That's all you need. <laughs> fuck that arrogant dickhead and fuck Jerry Jones.
2: <laughs> I had a. Uh, I had one more, and this actually might let me uh, let me look at your slideshow here. Uh, yeah, this will be a good segue for you. Yep. So uh, I don't know about if you know this. Before hiring Mike McCarthy, Jerry Jones had him sleep over at his house.
0: Oh, um, they had a slumber party.
2: Yeah, there was a source that said, "quote Once you stay at his house, Jerry doesn't lose his guy." I just want to know why Jerry Jones runs his team the same way my scub my Cub Scout troop leader ran our secret time. <laughs>
0: Just having everyone over. Just, shh, shh, don't
2: tell anybody. And I always get my guy. Like, damn! Uh, it makes me feel like Jerry Jones answered the door, like when Mike McCarthy pulled up, that Jerry Jones answered the door in a nightgown, like in cheesy portray- uh, movie portrayals of pornos, where Jerry Jones is like, oh, I'm sorry, I ordered this pizza with extra sausage. And Mike McCarthy's like, what the fuck is happening right
1: now? <laughs>
0: Jerry Jones is that kind of dude. He's like He's like the guy who's just He's the guy who's too good for Shark Tank. Like, Cuban's a humble enough guy to do it. Jerry Jones is like, "Nah, I'm too good for that. I don't need to invest in your automatic coffee maker that doubles as a time machine." <laughs>
2: Even Michael Jackson heard the story of Jerry Jones having Mike McCarthy over for a sleepover. and was like, dude, that's fucking weird.
0: <laughs> Never again land. <laughs> and speaking of. coaching, Mike McCarthy. You went hard on this guy.
2: I did go hard on Mike McCarthy.
0: I'll, uh, I'll do one real quick. And then you you be the caboose on this one.
2: There's a lot of look likes on this one. A lot of look likes.
0: You know how the strength and conditioning coach for the Cowboys died recently? Yeah. Mike McCarthy's strength and conditioning coach has been missing for the last 20 years. (laughs) Oh, Oh, that fucking fat Chris Farley's uncle-looking motherfucker.
2: Uh, Yeah, Mike McCarthy looks like he wears suspenders with his jeans and an undershirt. (laughs) <laughs> he, looks like, he looks like the guy at the hotel that comes down for the Continental Breakfast in the complimentary robe and slippers and then complains that there aren't any boxes of frosted flakes left. <laughs> Mike, Mike McCarthy looks like he's got several pics on his phone of shits that he's taken, but he's never sent them to anybody. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh God, like, the shits that he's taken!
2: He, he looks like the overweight cop that catches up to the chase scene after the guy's already arrested, just to kneel on his back and breathe heavily for several minutes. Oh man, uh, yeah. Okay, well that's <laughs> I can't go back from that.
0: Yes, you ready to you ready to move on?
2: Yeah, let's move on.
0: Yeah, so like. When you're the Cowboys quarterback, you've got to be like some, like, you've got to be a familiar face. You've got to be like some high profile guy. So let's see who the Cowboys quarterback is.
1: Quarterback.
0: Oh boy. Oh boy. (laughs) Heard this name before? Help, Mike, help me pronounce this name. Help me pronounce this. Is it Andy Dalton?
2: I think that's right. I yeah. don't know. Uh, not gonna lie, I, I'm not sure.
0: Let me give it another shot. Andy Dalton.
2: Oh, that's it! Ding, 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 ding. Holy
0: shit! Motherfucker! I cannot believe it. I cannot believe because I. We'll talk about this. We we will have an extended conversation about this. I watched Dalton for nine years as a Bengals quarterback. I watched pretty much every game he played, and now we're roasting him.
2: Yeah, that's a that's a weird turn of events right there. Let me—I'll jump in real quick, and I will just say I'm not going to say anything bad about Andy Dalton on this podcast because all of the bad things I could say about him, I have already yelled at my TV during his time in Cincinnati. There's nothing worse that I can say than what I've already wished upon him <laughs> while he was our quarterback. Holy shit! I do shit. have a story about Dalton. Uh, I got
0: a story this too. About,
2: this is about two years ago. Uh, we went to a park and we were at the playground with my son. We only had the one at the time. He was like, he was about two years old. Uh, and Dalton and his wife and his kids show up, and like everybody, every dad at the park is like, "Oh shit, that's Andy Dalton!" Like, the, like everybody's like trying to. They're on their phones. They're trying to get close to him. So I'm playing it cool. I'm not trying to be that guy. Yeah. Smart All call. of a sudden, my son walks up on this area. Like the, it's like this little like they've got like spots where you can steer the wheel and spots where you can like crawl across the monkey bars. He walks up to where Andy Dalton's kids are at the steering wheel, and my two year old pushes Dalton's kids out of the way. Makes them cry <laughs> and start tearing the steering wheel, and now I have to look at Andy Dalton and his wife and be like, "Ah, kids, right? Ah, hey, okay." <laughs> I'm pretty sure Andy Dalton hates my son. Is the moral of this story?
0: Like, was your like, was your son wearing a Steelers jersey? How was he able to knock your son?
2: How was well, able the to the knock thing. his like, son out? Apparently, Andy Dalton's kids are kind of bitches. Like, my kid was smaller than all of them. that pushed them all out of the way. It was just like, no, mine, and just started playing on this toy. And I'm like, damn, Dalton's kids are kind of bitches. Uh, but, yeah, Andy Dalton, uh, my son, bullied his kids two years ago. And uh, I, I want to say it was like maybe, I don't know which mount it was. There was some mount park that we were out.
0: Uh, What's the one in Anderson Township? Do you live near Anderson Township?
2: No, it was um, it was around like the the Hyde Park, um, Columbia, Tuscaloosa. Okay, I, um, I'm gonna look it up. you Go ahead and tell your Andy Dalton story. I'm gonna look
0: it up. So seven years ago, um, there was the Crossroads um, Christmas show, the awaited show. I don't I, I don't know how much yeah. you know about Crossroads, but yeah. I was in like kind of the front row, and I look over and I see this fucking fiery red haircut, and I'm like. Holy shit. And it was obviously Andy Dalton. So I went I went up to my brother and his friend and I said I remember my exact wording. I said, "Don't freak out, but Andy Dalton is 3 rows behind you." <laughs> and after and after the uh, the whole thing happened, like Andy Dalton, like people obviously swarmed him. He was super nice. I like I shook his hand. Andy Dalton, very nice man. But he
2: is—he is a super nice dude.
0: Yes. Um, you want to roast him, or or you, you want me to take care of that?
2: You take care of it. By the way, it was Alms Park. That's where we were at. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Yes. Go so, ahead and roast away. Like I said, I can't say anything worse about Andy Dalton than I've already said at my TV.
0: Yes. So Andy Dalton, whose name, as a redditor pointed out, spelled backwards is not Lady DNA. I checked it pans out. It checks out, man. <laughs> Not Lady DNA. <laughs> it checks out.
1: That's amazing. That's amazing.
0: Yay. He looks like Ed Sheeran if his biggest hit song was Perfect except in January. <laughs> Yes. Uh, one of Andy Dalton's nicknames is 007 after his playoff passer rating. Boom.
1: I like it. I like it.
0: Um, Andy Dalton came down with COVID. I don't know if you saw it earlier this year. He came down with the Rona. Yeah, and actually none of his Dalton's Cowboys teammates had to quarantine because it's incredibly difficult to catch anything from Andy Dalton. <laughs> Uh, I got a couple more from the archives. um, Andy Dalton, do you know, is a three-time Pro Bowler?
2: That's bananas to me, dude.
0: Yes, uh, the Pro Bowl is actually perfect for Dalton because it it allows him to showcase his greatest strength, throwing to players who play for other teams. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) He was, he was named to those three Pro Bowls after 36 other quarterbacks, six rocks, and a Denny's manager were all deemed unavailable.
2: <laughs> I just want to know, like, listen, as a fellow redhead, why are you rocking the look that makes you look like the bad guy from Santa Claus is coming to town? That's all I got to <laughs> like, You can't do that as a redhead.
0: Yes. I got a. I put a. I put it on Instagram that we were roasting Andy Dalton. I got some burns in the archive. Uh, Jenny, Jenny, uh, she's a member of the Craft Brood Sports Group. He has no soul. Pretty simple damn one.
2: harsh, Jenny. Jenny from Ohio. Jenny also just moved to Cincinnati. Yes, she, she just did. Moved here, so she doesn't have that same Andy Dalton hatred that we do at this point.
0: Yes, uh, yeah. Joe Polizzotti, comic out of New Jersey. Dalton is a big believer in God. Unfortunately, God's not a big believer in Dalton. (laughs) Dalton's favorite Bible verses are Peter 5-6 and playoff TD-INT (laughs) 1-6. That's a great one. That's a real good one. And Cody Lunsford says, Andy looks like what Seth Green would become if he yelled Shazam.
2: That's solid, man. Those are some solid
0: burns. Love it. Thanks, Instagram, for that one. I put it up a few hours ago, so I got I got a couple good burns out of that one. Man, that was uh so Andy. I hope you're doing well. You're not listening to this shit, but Andy, I hope you're doing well in Dallas. You're you're gonna you're gonna crush it down there. You're gonna get your seven year contract from the fucking Jags or the Patriots, which by the way, I thought those were the two teams that Dalton was gonna sign with. He was either gonna be a Patriot or he was gonna be a Jaguar. The
2: Dude, I, was, I figured Patriots are Steelers. I thought he was going to go to He Pittsburgh. would
0: – no, I could not picture him as a Pittsburgh Steeler.
2: As a middle finger to Mike Brown, absolutely.
0: Here's what oh, I, I never, will say. Speaking of middle fingers and Andy Dalton, my bold, I'm going to get my bold prediction early out of the way earlier this week. Andy Dalton is going to have the biggest fuck you game of his life this weekend.
2: Yeah, he probably is. It's gonna be. It's gonna be brutal.
0: But if it's not it's Andy Dalton, it's going to be the new Nathan Peterman, Ben DiNucci. Do <laughs> you have anything on DiNucci?
2: No, because Ben fucking DiNucci, That's all you need to like this dude. He's played what two games in in yes. uh, the NFL? Like, no, there's no. He went to Penn.
0: Oh, and no, he went to Pitt, James like Madison.
2: What? Yeah. He went to James Madison? I thought he started it. Okay, I thought he went to Pitt.
0: No, he went to uh, James he Madison.
2: To Pitt. Maybe that's what it was.
0: Yeah, Peterman went to Pitt. Okay. Uh, ben DiNucci Sorry, went to James it. Madison. And I know this because the Eagles were facing Ben DiNucci. This is really fucking stupid, by the way. The Eagles were facing Ben DiNucci one week, and to prepare for him, they watched film from his days at James Madison. Holy <laughs> shit, James Madison. That filming had to be low budget as fuck. <laughs> was the film just someone's mom's cell phone footage or some shit? Was 5 minutes of the, of the film cut out because the mom didn't realize that the camera was facing her? <laughs> I bet they, I bet they all played a drinking game with it, where they took a shot every time the person filming screamed, "That's my baby." <laughs> Which knowing Ben DiNucci's play was like two shots tops. The goat, the new goat. This
2: guy, this guy looks like your creator player in Madden. Yes, like that's what Ben DiNucci looks like.
0: Yes, and you know who I I wish I had created a player as, in man, that was a terrible segue. But
1: running back,
0: Ezekiel fucking Elliott.
1: Zeke.
0: He also Never. caught COVID this year, and he quarantined in the most Cowboys way possible. Next slide. <laughs> he quarantined on Jerry Jones's yacht. <laughs> Like I have very little love on Twitter, and I was very disappointed.
2: I mean, if you're gonna quarantine, that's the way to go. Right? It is like,
0: Jerry Jones's yacht is fucking insane, dude.
2: Dude, it's unreal, and I know like I know the draft it looked silly, and he got a lot of hate for that, but man, that was a that, like I'm sitting there just like, dude I'd, I'd draft from the yacht. Like you got Cliff Kingsbury sitting in his living room with like that sweet view and he's got his feet up on the table and it looked baller as hell. Then you got Sean McBay looking cool as hell with like this awesome background. But Jerry Jones is on a goddamn yacht. It was insane. Like, yeah, it was it was such a flex, and if I'm gonna have to quarantine, I might as well quarantine on Jerry Jones's yacht. Where I could just do all of the blow and have sex with all of the hookers
0: and get away with it because I have nine billion dollars. <laughs> I forgot to bring that up earlier, Jerry. Like, because he was accused of sexual misconduct with a bunch of strippers. The strippers like, yeah, he did this. Jerry Jones was like, it was a misrepresentation, and he's fine.
2: <laughs> Like,
0: no repercussions. Bad. I still have my billions. I still have the most valuable franchise in the world. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you're that valuable of a franchise and are now what after the Ravens lost three and eight or three and, or three and nine?
2: Uh yeah, I think you're right.
0: How are you that valuable? Because it's still three idiots,
2: and nine. Idiots will still buy your merch.
0: Yep. <laughs> That's Cowboys fans are nationwide, dude.
2: You're still Mercus team, so people are going to buy that merch. Yes. Ugh.
0: Which, back uh, to – do you have anything on Zeke?
2: I just love uh, that Zeke, like, he used to rock. Like, when he got drafted, he had the suit with the crop top dress shirt to show off his abs. <laughs>
0: then, That's like, right.
2: Yeah, and then he always wore the crop top jersey to show off his abs, and now he's fat. Which is ironic, because he's got the Feed Me tattoo across his stomach, and it's like, bruh, somebody already has. Yes. Did you notice today, he had the crop top jersey, but he's got a white undershirt underneath it, so it looks like it's just the the jersey goes all the way down.
0: He's swimming. It's the football equivalent of swimming with your shirt on.
2: (laughs) Also, I wanted to make fun of his mom but i'm just i'm actually kind of impressed because zekiel elliott's mom will go to bat for her son on twitter over anybody like that didn't is he do that i think she did that
0: for bitch. like when colin coward shit on him or something like that yeah,
2: was Skip bayless yes yeah, or Skip bayless. bayless that's right yeah he threw zeke's jersey in the trash and she was like he better never put my son's jersey on again and i'm like damn that's a ride or die bitch right there oh
0: 100 like, percent, Skip- dude
2: Zeke Elliott's mom. I would rather fight Ezekiel Elliott than I would Ezekiel Elliott's mom.
0: (laughs) Yes. And his backup. Oh, no, I actually have one more joke. Uh, In a game in 2016, Zeke Elliott jumped inside of a Salvation Army kettle. I don't know if you remember that.
2: I do remember that one.
0: Yeah, Alex Schubert did the same thing, and people were incredibly disappointed and upset when he got out alive. It was very disappointing to them. I'm so mean to myself.
1: Jesus, bro, be nicer. <laughs> I'm
0: the butt of the joke.
1: I know, but you're a good dude, man. Don't don't be so hard on yourself.
0: Oh, uh, it's fine. Yeah, I can laugh at myself. It's it's part of the fun of being a comic. You can laugh at yourself and laugh at your flaws. It's the best. Uh, and his backup, Tony Pollard. Which, by the way, I was shocked to know that Tony Pollard's only been a cowboy for a season and a half.
2: Were you? I you were th- shocked that?
0: For some reason, I thought he was a cowboy for the last three, four years.
2: I was shocked to know that Tony Pollard is in the league. <laughs>
0: like, He's been second <laughs> fiddle to Zeke for his whole year and a half career.
2: Tony Pollard looks like he's an extra on the wire that got killed off in season one.
0: (laughs) He looks like one of the athletes that Rowdy hung out with during the Special Olympics. (laughs) Now that's me.
1: (laughs) I can't top that. You got it. You win.
0: In that case, let's move on to this pretty good receiver core, actually.
2: It is a pretty good receiver core.
1: Wide receiver.
0: Amari Cooper. Who fucking loves diamonds? (laughs) Have you seen all the shit he has?
2: Dude, it's ridiculous.
0: I'll I'll list off the things he has. He has a $65,000 diamond encrusted mini jersey a $200,000 diamond-encrusted necklace of his hometown and a $1 million diamond-encrusted sign that says the raiders are idiots for trading me
1: <laughs> I actually respect that petty that's a that's a solid petty
0: no the last one's the punchline
2: <laughs> I respect it i respect the petty yes let me let me respect the petty <laughs> Uh, what do you no, got on
0: Omari? Amari He's on my fantasy bench and, and has been for the last three, four weeks, by the way.
2: Um, I think Amari Cooper looks like an extra from The Wire who got killed in season one.
0: <laughs> Same as Tony Pollard.
2: <laughs> Seriously, though, like, okay. Gruden is all about, like, Gruden jerks off to fast wide receivers, right? Like, Oh, matches, yeah. He, how, like, how bad do you have to be? Because you're, Amari Cooper is a solid receiver, but how, how bad do you have to be for Gruden to be like, nah, pass, trade him?
0: Because here's how the, like, I've said this in the past, here's how the Raiders draft. They ignore everything about the draft, go to Indianapolis, watch the 40-yard dash, and just catch up on right. Netflix.
1: Yeah. <laughs> let me let me get somebody fast <laughs>
0: yep oh he fast I'm surprised John Ross is not a Raider
2: <laughs> there we go we just found his his trade destination
0: and the, the, the quote the wire team sucks <laughs> that sticks with me the most I don't think I'll ever forget that John Ross was drafted before Patrick Mahomes
2: no I will never forget that for as long as I live no I and it kills me. Every time I see Mahomes ball out, I'm like, god damn it. We got John Ross who is talking about potentially not even liking football anymore. Yep. And Patrick Mahomes is Patrick
0: Mahomes, who who football made him a John Ross doesn't love football because the guy drafted after him football made him a half billionaire with a bait.
2: He owns a, a portion of a baseball team now.
0: That's right. Yeah.
2: And John All Ross
0: owns the Anderson Township Little League Cardinals. The team I played <laughs> for when I was ten. <laughs> He's like, you want to become the owner? Sure, I got fifty bucks. <laughs> so let's get back to the, the Cowboys receiver core. Uh second uh second receiver and Oakland or uh and first draft pick of the uh, the yacht era for Jerry Jones, Oklahoma receiver, and now Cowboys receiver, CeeDee Lamb.
2: CeeDee Lamb more like F.U. Lamb, am I right?
0: <laughs> no, he may only be a rookie, but he's kind of obsolete already, given the emergence of hotshot prospect Spotify Lamb. <laughs> we knew these were going to be dumb.
2: Uh, CD Lamb looks like the D's Nuts guy fucked Predator.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, so you mentioned he went to Oklahoma. Yep. Uh, CD Lamb went to Oklahoma where his quarterbacks in college were Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, and then Jalen Hurts. This year, his quarterbacks have been Dak Pres- Prescott, Andy Dalton, Ben DiNucci, and Cooper Rush. And Garrett Gilbert. Oh that's a good call. Thank you. There's no joke there. It's just that good lord the Dallas quarterback situation fucking sucks.
0: It does. I mean that it's fine. Unfair. It's insane which I didn't have I didn't write anything on Dak Prescott, but it's insane the drop off from Dak Prescott to Andy Dalton.
2: Dude, it's ridiculous. Like it's not even close.
0: Dak's aren't like yeah. I was kind of a Dak skeptic. I was kind of a, a Dak skeptic for a little bit, but watching the drop off from Prescott to Andy Dalton, it's like holy shit, pay Dak Prescott.
2: Well, that's what when he got hurt, I was like, okay, this is gonna go one of two ways. Either this works out very well for Jerry Jones because he now doesn't have to pay Dak Prescott because Andy Dalton proves that anybody can step in there and be the quarterback, or. Dak Prescott's about to ball the fuck out, and it's been proven Dak Prescott is about to ball the fuck out because nobody else is going to be able to handle it like Dak Prescott.
0: Exactly.
2: I can't believe it. said that out loud. Oh, and so then
0: – All right. You kind of cut off. Oh,
2: real quick before we switch. Yeah. Uh, uh, did you see uh, CeeDee Lamb went viral at the draft? He was on the phone with the Cowboys being told that he was about to be picked, and his girlfriend tried to look at another phone that he had. And he like quickly snatched it out of her hands. Okay, uh, that alone raised his awareness level in Madden by thirty-seven points. I don't <laughs> know if you know that. That's oh, a, that's an actual thing that
0: happened. Nice.
2: Gotta give the guy props where he gets it, right? Yes.
0: And the third, uh, the third wide receiver on the team, who Mike McCarthy swears up and down is the number one guy, Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup looks looks like a Christian SoundCloud rapper who still finds a way to rap about weed.
1: <laughs> hey, you know what I think Michael Gallup looks like? Go for it. An extra from the wire who died in the first season.
0: Yeah.
1: Rule of three, baby! Yes! Uh, the, the only joke I really wrote about this was Michael Gallup, or as I like to call him,
0: who? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was a third round pick a couple years ago, and he's been. I mean, he's had his games. He was he was a one thousand yard receiver last year.
2: That's insane to me because it's that's the quietest thousand yards
1: ever.
0: Yeah, I like. The I was quietest. like, Michael Gallup could be like a seven hundred yard receiver, maybe, but a thousand yards? Nah, I didn't expect it at all.
2: That's insanely quiet.
0: Yeah, he was just I mean, he played second fiddle to Amari Cooper.
2: <laughs> I mean, I get it. I understand like you're the number 2 behind Cooper. I get that. And now you're the number the th- number time. 3
0: behind Cooper and CeeDee Lamb.
2: Right, yeah, like when you immediately get bumped for a rookie, it's not a good look.
0: Yeah.
1: Tight
0: end. Dalton Schultz he's a boy oh boy am I Jason smitten with this handsome devil <laughs> Dalton Schultz all oh, three receptions for 37 yards Dalton Schultz
1: is that all he has for real
0: nah I kid he's been uh... doing
2: It seems like that. Like looking at the dude, that seems like that would be his stats.
0: He's had games where he's done. He's done pretty well. Let's see. I'm I'm pulling up his stats right now.
2: Dalton Schultz looks like the guy that's playing a tight end in a made-for-TV movie about a football team.
0: (laughs) Yeah, dude, he's got that Friday Night Lights vibe to him.
1: He sure does. He looks like he's killed a guy to save
2: Tyra from being
0: <laughs> Um, his best game this year was against the Falcons. Shocker, nine receptions, eighty-eight, and a tud. But other than that, it's like it's like four receptions, four receptions, one, four, two, six, four, four, five, four. So it's very
2: pedestrian stats. So, basically, what you're telling me is that the tight end in the Dallas offense is worthless.
0: I I think, J, I mean, I might get a lot of hate for saying this. Do you think Witten's overrated?
2: Yes, 100% I think Jason Witten's overrated.
0: I mean, I don't, I mean, he's fine. He. I saw him as more of a very, I mean, he was monumentally slow at the end of his career.
2: Yeah, I mean, the dude was – he was an okay tight end.
0: He uh, just played a lot of games and happened to catch a lot of passes from Tony Romo.
2: Right, I and, and and you hit the nail on the head. It's Tony Romo. That dude is checking down so much. Like, that's, that's why Jason Witten looks so good because Romo is looking for the tight end because the best thing for a bad quarterback is a, a tight end.
0: That's why like Drew that, Sample had a good had uh, good stats this week.
2: Yeah, I, I Jason Witten just wasn't, and he's proved it this year. Like he tried to come back, he's not that great. I don't. I just. Well, also Darren it.
0: Waller is a fucking boss this year.
2: I don't understand the fascination with Jason Witten in any sense of the word. Whether it's in the announcer booth or on the field, I just don't like I'm
0: glad someone – I'm so glad someone else has this take. (laughs) He could be – he's basically an offensive lineman, which speaking of – Cameron Irving. You have him on the slideshow there?
2: I got him on the slideshow, yeah.
0: He looks like the male version of the confused black girl meme. Have you seen that one?
1: (laughs) This picture of Cameron Irving, he looks like the picture that the college brochure puts to be like, look, we got black people. It's cool. (laughs) We're
0: cool. I mean, we're 92% white, but we have some of those people.
1: It's like Cameron Irving the dude in the wheelchair, and then like somebody playing hacky sack. That's what's on the brochure for the college.
0: Wow. It's like, wow, nothing's more offensive than having a guy in a wheelchair and a guy who is playing a sport that's exclusively with your legs in the same picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I think I just broke Berlon.
1: Yep, you did. I'm done. All right, good night.
0: <laughs> Good night, we'll all get to the rest of these um offensive guard connor williams very specific picture I found he looks like Kenny G if he ate saxophones instead of playing them
1: <laughs> Connor Williams looks
2: like the guy at the w w e house show that loses to whoever the fan favorite is.
0: <laughs> And uh the other guard and the other Connor, Connor McGovern. Uh uh he has a tattoo of chains on his right arm. Because what's more fitting for the Cowboys offense than chains that don't move?
2: <laughs> can I just can I just say this? Yeah Connor McGovern looks like if Jeff Tate was in shape.
0: <laughs> I gotta pull up his picture real quick. <laughs>
1: Like that looks like it looks like if Jeff Tate was like a beast.
0: Yep, I stand. All right, I you. like thank it. Thank you.
2: Okay. All right, good, good, good. Uh, I feel like Connor McGovern is about to do 25 minutes on a three-minute conversation he just had smoking outside at Go Bananas.
0: <laughs> Tabari had the best quote about Jeff Tate, and he's completely right. Jeff Tate eats a sandwich and has seven new minutes. <laughs>
1: It's so true.
2: He's so goddamn good at writing material.
0: He's he's a fucking machine.
2: It's it's so frustrating. Or it was when I did comedy. Yes. Um, not, not so much. I just appreciate it.
0: Yes. And now uh, the anchor of the offensive line, Cowboys center and lead singer of Coheed and Cambria, Joe Looney. <laughs> he looks like if Zeke Elliott was the star of Into the Wild. <laughs>
1: I'm just glad to see that Maui's getting work after Moana.
0: <laughs> <gasps> <gasps> and ready to move on to that defense.
2: Yeah, let's hit up that defense.
0: We we mainly got one guy who you suggested before the show. Defense. Layton <laughs> Vander Ash. Holy uh, shit! What a name.
2: Oh, uh, it's such a good name. He looks like like. This dude looks like a guy trying to pretend to be the fictional character Thad Castle from Blue Mountain State, which is ironic (laughs) because he went to Boise State. Like this, Castle was based on. I also uh, the other one I I looked it up. Uh, Leighton is an English name for fucking douchebag.
0: I had a couple Leighton Vander Ash Burns. Leighton Vander Esch sounds like it was named during the Renaissance. <laughs> uh, and as you see here, we have a painting by Sir Leighton Van Der Esch. It is a very it's a it's a very uh, derived from Da Vinci. I'm just bullshitting at this point. This one's really fun. I like this one a lot. Leighton Vander and Ash sound like rejected names for Santa's reindeer. <laughs> Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Connor, Cupid, Donner, Blitzen, Leighton, Vander, Ash. See, none of the, some of those don't make sense. <laughs> oh, that's
1: a good damn joke, Schubert. That was good.
0: That was oh. real fun. Made me giggle a few hours earlier. I'm a fan.
2: That was a good one. Oh, man, I to, now I know how I'm singing Rudolph to my kids from
0: now on. <laughs> Don't forget old Leighton, Vander, and Ash.
2: You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Leighton and Vander and Ash. They're like, what the fuck are you talking about, Dad? They Shut up.
0: They won't let him join in any reindeer games like any professional football game. <laughs> but Burlon, dude, I think we got him pretty good.
2: That was good. That was solid, man. That was a good time. That was fun. Uh, man, like I said before we started recording, it it was so hard to write jokes again. I know. It's been so long since I've written a joke. And that was like, I did comedy for like 10 years, right? Yeah. And I think yeah. I wrote a new joke like when I started. So it's been a solid 15 years since I've written a joke.
0: I mean, it's just like, they're funny lines. It's just like, I mean, I've barely been writing like actual stand-up material during the quarantine. Like, I'm trying, but I have so little motivation because there are zero open mics right now.
2: Yeah, man. It's got to be tough. It's, like, that's got to be brutal.
0: I mean, it is what it is, and it sucks, but you've got to deal with it.
2: I mean, it's gonna, it's all gonna bounce back, right? Like eventually, yes. it's gotta come back, and you gotta feel like eventually, it's gonna come back even bigger than it was before. So yeah,
0: because people are gonna be so jazzed and so excited to do right. it, and
2: right, you're gonna be like, I get to fucking go outside the house. This is gonna be amazing. Uh, so yeah, just, just get through.
1: Yep. Predictions and bullshit.
0: Burlon, what are your predictions this week? <sighs>
2: You know, I want to predict that the Bengals keep it close, but I just don't feel good about it. Me neither. I don't, I don't feel good that the, the offensive line is going to be able to do anything. If we had – let me put it this way. If if Joe Burrow was still playing, I think the Bengals win this game. Without Joe Burrow, I think they lose by 14.
0: I'll give them – I'll give them 12
2: have you gone to Bet online yet to find out what the line is on this one?
0: Oh, that's a good question. <laughs>
2: uh, I don't know what the line is. I, I tend to like it's amazing how how on point Vegas tends to be with their lines. It's kind of scary. Like it makes me almost feel like this shit's fixed, right?
0: It was um let's see. Course. The spread is Dallas by three and a half.
2: See that's okay. So Dallas is a three and a half point favorite. Yep, I feel like that means that they're going to win by like fourteen.
0: The money line is Dallas minus one hundred and eighty.
2: I mean, I'm going to take Dallas to cover easily. Like yeah, I think Dallas covered. What about uh, You and you mentioned it earlier. Dalton's going to come in pissed off. He's going to want to show up and show out, and and I think he does against. A defense that will eventually be tired by the end of the game. Yep. Just no. There's nothing in this offense that makes me think they're going to be able to hang with anybody. So I, I think the Cowboys yeah, cover, and I would. Burrow's
0: guided. hurt. Mixon's hurt. Green is non-existent.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's it's all the offensive line, bro. Even if you got Geo running the ball right and even if you have Allen at quarterback if you have a somewhat defense somewhat decent offensive line they can compete with this dog shit Cowboys That's team.
0: I mean I've said that in the past I'm not asking for fucking five copies of Trent Williams I just right. want something that doesn't get our quarterbacks killed
2: right just serviceable dude so we didn't even talk about this in the Dol- when we were talking about the Dolphins the Dolphins had six sacks in that game against the Bengals Yeah Going into that game, they were averaging 2.2 sacks a game. That's a fucking team that can't get to the quarterback that got to the quarterback six times. The offensive line is such dog shit. Like There's nothing. You can't get a run game going because the offensive line can't get you any push. You can't get a passing game going because the offensive line can't protect. So you have no offense. So then your defense is on the field 95% of the game and you lose by a ridiculous margin.
0: Well, you're you're basically playing a a team of Bengals backups versus, say, Steelers starters or Dolphins starters or Cowboys starters or Ravens starters. The here, Week 15, the Bengals play the Steelers Monday night. The Steelers are going to, as my college professor would say, bend the Bengals over and call them Rhonda.
2: <laughs> Your college professor said
0: that? Oh, yeah. Evan Griffin, one of the – one of, he was literally my favorite college professor.
2: That dude had tenure. Thank
0: oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I mean, it's college. Like, I can't say that while I sub-teach in high school. <laughs> I mean, i go like – I'll, like – like, I feel shitty saying this on fucking airwaves, but, like, just to, like, let them know how – like, to see how cool the kids are, I'll slip an ass in there. I'll slip a damn in there every now and then.
1: I checked to see
0: how cool the kids are. <laughs> it's like, are they cool? So, okay, so funny story. Um, I was working on the slideshow for, um, this was last year, and two of, like, my favorite kids I've ever subbed for saw the title slide. This was the New England Patriots week last, week last year. They saw the title slide that said, fuck you, New England Patriots. We like the Bengals. And they were, like, looking at me like, what? And I'm like, all right, I do a thing. Don't. Judd, uh, don't tell anyone. I do a thing. It's fine. <laughs>
1: oh, shit, man. That's amazing. It's fun. That's amazing.
0: Subbing is fun, but sometimes it's tedious, so I get to work on podcast shit.
2: <laughs> Dude, I just looked it up, by the way. The Cowboys are 2-9 and nine against the spread. Wow. They're two and nine against the spread. The Bengals are seven and four against the spread.
0: Well, that was a, a lot of that was also had to do with the fact that they had Burrow.
2: Well, I was gonna say, like, I feel like seven of those wins are with Burrow at quarterback. So, uh, man, but the Cowboys tend to suck against the spread. It's hard. I don't know if I go to bet online, I don't know what I should throw down now.
0: Well, you, I mean, I'm gonna be honest. You can't really expect. The Bengals to put up more than fourteen points.
2: Yeah, you're right about that.
0: Even as weak as the Cowboys' defense can be at times.
2: Oh man, this is going to be a tough one. This is probably one I would stay away from in my parlay. Yeah. Although I feel like I feel like the Cowboys. Okay, look. I think the Cowboys end up. I still think they win this one by fourteen, but. I would not be surprised if the Bengals keep it close and lose by one.
0: If it's a close game, it's it's not going to be a shootout. You've got the Cowboys backup versus the Bengals backup. It's not going to yeah. be a shootout.
2: Yeah, except the Cowboys backup would have been the Bengals number one if it wasn't for Joe Burrow.
0: You did not just say that to me. That hurts to hear, man.
2: But it's true, bro. It is true.
0: You're right. It is true. But God damn it, it sucks.
2: Oh, it does suck. But
0: that's where we're at. Let's just that's get right tip, to it, man. Right? The last part of the podcast. Plugs. Berlon, plug your shit, man.
2: Uh, go follow Sports on Twitter at Sports. You can follow us on Instagram, too. We do live shows every Wednesday uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern. It's a fun Twitter.
0: thing. Listen to it.
2: It's a really good time, man. We, we don't take sports too seriously. We, uh, we like to laugh and joke around if you're looking for like stats and in-depth analysis. It's not the show for you. We go live every Wednesday, 8 p.m. We're on Periscope, Facebook Live, YouTube. Uh, so hit us up. Twitter as
0: well, sports. I believe. What's that? Twitter as well, I believe.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. we started doing on Periscope. Actually, last week was a, a really good week on Periscope. We hit we hit some good numbers on Periscope. So, yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at Crafty Sports. Also, that uh, that uh, koozie I was telling you about with the bong, we're going to be doing a giveaway once we hit a thousand followers on Twitter. So that rules, man. At Crafty Sports,
0: follow Crafty Craft Sports, man. I'm a Crafty Sports guy. I, I follow the Facebook group. I got I get a lot of my dumb memes from there. <coughs> <laughs> There have been a couple memes I've stolen from there and put on like NFL memes and shit. Got a lot of likes.
2: Yeah, I'm sure. Also, I'm sure they were stolen from NFL memes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes.
2: Uh, yeah, hit up the Facebook group too. It's a fun time. Uh, just search Craft Root Sports on Facebook, and you can find the the show page and uh, our Facebook group.
0: Um, I got a, a couple plugs. Um, so I say this knowing I have not done stand-up in a month, literally over a month. I'm headlining at Wiley's for their Sunday Comics Showcase. Uh, oh, on
2: damn, good for you, Shoes.
0: On, on December 20th, a week and a half from now, I'm going to be closing out their, their open mic showcase. It's a real, it's a gay time, but we enjoy it. Um... And December 29th, I'm featuring a chameleon for Billy Devore. Hell yeah! Yeah, where are you wait? Where are you living nowadays? What part of are you? You live in Cincinnati, right?
2: I do. I'm in Norhood.
0: Norhood. I'm in Oakley, so that's not terribly far. Yeah, man. So right, wait, do bad. you guys go out? Like, do you guys go out at all, or just stay no. home?
2: No, we're we're a married couple that has two toddlers. Are going out. We get to go out. So let me tell you, the last time we went out, I decided to surprise my wife. I got a sitter. We went out to dinner in Mount Adams and then went for drinks somewhere downtown. I spent $300 that night between the Uber rides, the sitter, dinner, and drinks. And I was like, this is why we don't go out. Yeah, $300. That's insane. Yeah. Do you realize how much bourbon I could buy for three hundred dollars?
0: I don't buy bourbon, so I couldn't tell you.
2: It's a lot. It's yeah. a lot of bourbon. Also, do you realize? Okay, let's put it this way: Do you realize how many bets I could place on Bet Online for three hundred dollars?
0: Good plug.
2: It's a hundred and fifty-two dollar parlays. That's what I could do. for
0: $300. You could probably win one hundred and fifty bucks out of those two out of those three hundred dollar parlays. <laughs>
2: But, yes, I don't go out anymore. I wish I
0: could, but kids, man. Yes. so all that being said, I think we just hit the two-hour mark. So, Berlon, you know how we had? I think we only have one thing left to say. What do you think? We only have one thing left to say. Fuck you, Dallas Cowboys. (laughs) We like the Bengals.
1: I left. I fucked it up. I'm sorry. I was too excited. That's That's fine. fine.
0: What, man? Hey.
1: Fuck you. We like the Bengals.